Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. His biological mother was raped, but she courageously gave him a chance to live. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom is Holly Mead. Our very special guest on this program is Ryan Bomberger. Welcome to Faith and Freedom, Ryan. Hey, it's great to be here with you. You know, Ryan, so many people, and I would say abortion activists, use the argument that, well, what if a woman is raped? then she should be able to have an abortion. But I think your life really refutes that. Share some of your story with us today. Sure. I'm definitely that fringe example that is exploited all the time in order to justify abortion. In fact, I often say that I'm the 1% used to justify abortion 100% of the time. My birth mom you know, experienced the, the horror and the violence of rape. And though she was a victim of rape, she did not make me a victim of abortion. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. She gave me life. She was courageous enough to give me life and gave me the incredible gift of adoption. I grew up in a typical American family of 15. I have six brothers, <laughs> six <laughs> sisters, <laughs> 10 of us were adopted and Aww. I was the first one and it obviously went really well. So every year there was a new flavor added to the family. And you know, our, our family, just looks like America. We're just a mixture of wow. white and black and mixed kids and Native American, Vietnamese, able, disabled. And our parents just love the mess out of all of us. My mom and dad, Henry and Andrea Bomberger, um, didn't know what they're getting into. Uh, no parent, by the way, ever knows what they're getting into, but they knew that they were called to love those that the world wrote off as unwanted and who would be allegedly unloved and they shattered that myth of the unwanted child. And today I'm married to my best friend and co-founder of the Radiance Foundation, Bethany Bomberger. And we have four kiddos, two of whom were also adopted. You know, I love that because, you know, God adopts us when we receive Jesus Christ. So I love that whole, you know, uh, the whole thought of adoption and reaching out and as a great alternative to killing a child is to adopting a child. Absolutely. I mean, there is no salvation without adoption. So for Christians, it shouldn't be a second nature or <laughs> some last resort. It should be a first nature so sort of thing. And there, you know, it's the essence of salvation. And the thing is, there's so many people like Simone Biles. I'm going to use her as an example. She just won the Medal of Freedom from President Biden. And she sadly is, you know, pro-abortion. This is a girl who went into foster care, was adopted by her grandparents. And sadly, last year, she announced that she's pro-abortion, mm. that no child should have to suffer the trauma of foster care. But yet she's the tangible wow. example of the beauty of possibility of rising yeah. above. And her whole thing is that the child shouldn't have to experience that. Yeah. And an Olympic athlete, you would think that she would have some appreciation for that. But in your particular situation, God bless your parents, your adoptive parents, 13 children. They had three children of their own, and 10 of the 13 children were actually adopted, and you were, I guess, number one, right? And you're obviously set a good example enough for them to continue on to adopt more. <laughs> well, they didn't wait till I was a teenager. Yeah. Had they done that, then we, they might have changed we would have been a much smaller family. Oh, I doubt that. 
well, but the fact is that you're, you know, I have, like you have in your family, you obviously, you're the creation of rape. And thank God for your biological mother that she chose to give you life. I have two generations in my family also that are a product of rape and incest all happening in the same act in which my dad raped my sister and got her pregnant. She chose life and gave birth to a daughter, and that daughter has grown, and that daughter gave birth to a daughter. So there's two generations from the sin of rape and incest in this family situation. And just like you, you couldn't look at that life today or even many, many years ago and say, well, I wish that it had been different. I wish that she had killed her child. That's two generations. And who knows how long that generation will continue, how many generations of additional humans created in the image of God will continue. And then conversely, when you end that generation by abortion, you end that generational line. So this whole idea that these worst-case scenarios, rape or incest, are the reason why you should allow abortion is just contraindicated when you look at the real reality of what happens, for example, in your life and so many like you. Right. I mean, I'm the tangible example of how God enables triumph to rise from tragedy. And what people have to remember is that abortion started off especially in a lot of states before Roe v. Wade, 1967, for instance, the California Therapeutic Abortion Act, because of the cases of rape and incest. It started off seemingly innocuous. Of course, these these extreme cases, we're going to have this. And now California aborts, well, they don't really keep accurate stats but in that state, but over 100,000 a year. And, and in every state where you know they, the pro-abortion activists complain that there aren't rape exceptions in the bill, well, they protest every single pro-life bill. It doesn't matter whether it has exceptions in it or not. They just constantly exploit the the fringe cases as if our value is less because of the circumstances of our conception. But they'll exploit rape every time in order to justify the violence of abortion. And we have to remember that Roe v. Wade started off as a lie. Right. Right. Norma McCorvey had lied. She's the Jane Roe and Roe v. Wade that she had been raped. That's how it began. It's always the go-to exploitation. <laughs> Now, Ryan, tell me, okay, you have, you have been given the gift of life from your mother. Now you use your life to fight to protect unborn life. Tell me your reaction on June 24th when you heard that Roe v. Wade was overturned. I was a hot mess. <laughs> I, was, I was crying throughout the whole day. When I first found out, it was actually my wife called me, and she's sobbing, and I'm thinking, what's going on? What's going on? I was you know, I was on SCOTUS blog and Supreme Court and kept refreshing the page, but she had called me. Apparently I had, I had waited and didn't refresh it enough. And she's sobbing. She's saying, they overturned it. They overturned it. And she's crying and I'm crying. And I was by myself, which is really a rare instance because we have our staff there. I was in our offices, but they weren't there that day. Some of them were at the pro-life women's conference where my wife was and my kids were at camp. So I was all by myself. All I could do was just praise God. All I could do was just rejoice because people often ask, you know, did you ever think this would happen? Did you, did you ever imagine? Like, yeah, I was always hopeful. And I was hopeful that it would happen in our lifetime. I didn't expect it to be on June 24th, <laughs> that particular Friday, overjoyed. 
That was my response, overjoyed. And just a reminder that God is always empowering the remnant. And so many of us so often give up just a moment before the miracle. And I'm so glad my colleagues and friends who've been in this fight far longer than I have, and I'm so thankful for all of them, that they never gave up. And so, yeah, joy, that was my response. Well, now certainly the battle goes to the individual states, and obviously even in Congress, there's been efforts in Congress recently, even the House passed this radical abortion bill. They say that it is primarily for women when they actually say, quote, women, close quote, they put it in quotes, that they're primarily the one that are targeted, but it also applies to any person who has the, quote, capacity for pregnancy, including transgender men. And they, in that bill, would override every law regarding abortion, including informed consent, parental consent, notification, clinic regulations, safety regulations, ultrasounds, whatever it is, everything. It's become such a radical death culture so we have this opportunity. It's like the chains have been broken, and now we have this opportunity really to fight for life, but the fight for life has really intensified. It has. I mean, they, they've shown how pro-choice has always been a fraud. They've actually never advocated for any other choice other than the violence of abortion. And so the gloves are off and the masks are off. We see them for who they are. It just kind of makes me laugh when I think of pro-life evangelicals for Biden. I'm like, what kind of insanity oh, was that? Yeah. I mean, it's pro-slavery politicians didn't reduce slavery. I mean, this is... Well, you know, Margaret Sanger, she uh, listed uh, clergy as part of her effort to uh, uh, kill the black population, which I want to talk to you in a subsequent program with regards to this issue about black children are an endangered species. Our special guest is Ryan Bomberger. He is the founder of the Radiance Foundation. You can visit his website at radiance.life. That's radiance.life. This is an an incredible opportunity now that we are post June 24, but the battle has really begun both on the state level and certainly in Congress to protect life and make sure that this opportunity is not missed to protect human life made in the very image of God. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.